Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's Fibber McGee and Molly. Every weekday at this time, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Lynn Levinson and directed by Max Hutter. We'll join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. How are you fixed for cash, Father? Education for your children takes money, and the time to start saving it is now. Invest in United States savings bonds on the payroll savings plan. Buy the bonds in your youngster's name. That way, he'll be getting an education in saving, too. Explain that when they mature, each savings bond will pay him $4 for every $3 you invested, and even more if he holds them longer. You'll find saving is easy on the payroll savings plan. Your employer saves a few dollars for you before you get your pay. You won't even miss it. And when there's enough for a savings bond, you get one automatically. This is saving money the easy, painless way. And you do yourself and your country an additional favor. Your purchase of United States savings bonds helps to create a stronger America. It helps to keep our American economy strong. There's no substitute for safety and security. So start today. Insure your child's education. Buy United States savings bonds on the payroll savings plan. Get the door, will you? Okay, I got it. Telegram for Mr. and Mrs. F. McGee. That's me, bud. Which one? Mr. Mrs. is in the kitchen. Give me the telegram. It's collect. $3.81. Wow. Boy, that must be important. Who's it from? What's it say? Three eighty-one. Yeah, but what's it say besides that? Wait, let me see. I got a dollar bill. Three quarters. Dime. Four nickels. Two pennies. Total of... Two dollars and seven cents. Short of buck seventy-four. Yeah. Hey, Molly. Now, don't go away, bud. My banker's coming up right away. Three eighty-one ought to buy me a pretty fancy telegram. What is it, dearie? Whatever it is, if it's over a dollar, don't buy it. You got a dollar seventy-five cents? The boy's got to collect telegram for us, and I haven't got quite enough dough with me. Who's it from? Postal Union. Beyond that, it's a three eighty-one question, lady. I got two dollars of it. You got the rest, Molly? Let me check my coin purse. Let's see. Here's a dollar bill. Fifty. 60, 75, 80 cents. That's fine. Here you are, bud. 381, plus a six cent tip for yourself. Thanks a gross, assorted. Gee, six cents all for myself. Now I can buy that ranch I wanted and take my poor old mother out west for her health and. Hey, just a second. Hold everything. Huh? You'll have to give me another dime, Mac. This one's Canadian. Why, so it is. I can't understand that. We haven't been in Canada for years. Doggone it, bud. We just haven't got another dime. And besides, Canadian money's worth more than U.S. dough these days anyhow. Why don't you buy a ranch in Canada? Look, you run your business and I'll run mine. The dime ain't legal tender. Uh, okay. Give me it all back and I'll write you a check for the whole amount. Oh, man, not that. He could drive you down to the bank and cash it. Yeah, if the bank was still open this time of day. Which it ain't. Hey, there's Les, next door, out in his driveway. You stay here, you two. I'll put the tap on my neighbor. Good, good. I'm dying to see that telegram. Hey, Les, uh, what you doing? Hi, Mr. McGee. I was just thinking of coming over to sort of visit with you a minute. Well, good, Les. I was coming over to see you, boy. I there's something I wanted to ask you. 
Excuse me, Mr. McGee. You, you go ahead. No, no, no. You, you go ahead. I, I never like to interrupt my friends, Les. And believe me, you are a friend. Well, thank you, Mr. McGee. That, that's, that's the way Sally and I feel about you and Mrs. McGee. Why, we were saying just the other day, Mr. and Mrs. McGee, we were saying they're real neighbors. Well, a neighbor ought to be a neighbor, I always say, Les. The way I figured, if you've got a neighbor, you ought to be able to come to that neighbor for a favor. Right, neighbor? Yes, sir. You, you put that real well. And that's why I was coming over. Could you let me have a quarter till Sally gets home? The, oh, what? The bread man's at the back door and she didn't leave me any money. Oh, uh, oh well, sure. There you are. Sure, appreciate this, Mr. McGee. I'll see you as soon as Sally gets home tonight. Yeah. Okay, Les. Yeah. Did you get it, dearie? Hurry up and pay the boys money. I'm dying to find out what's in that telegram. Now I'd like to get back to the office. Uh, suppose we all go inside and have a cup of coffee. We are now 35 cents short of the dough. Back to Wistful Vista in a minute. Let's take a look at the future of America. Many changes have taken place in the past dozen years and are continuing to take place. Changes that point to a brighter, more prosperous way of life for all of us. America is growing every day. There are 70% more children under five years of age than in 1940. 72% more vehicles on the highways than in 1940. And new industrial developments have been creating a continuous need for plants, equipment, and materials. This multiple expansion and the miracles of physical and chemical research have resulted in sharply increased needs in many fields. A need for homes and highways, schools and hospitals, new equipment, new factories, yes, even new cities. What does all this mean to you as an American? It means greater opportunity, more work, greater security than our country has ever known. To learn more about the opportunities tomorrow holds, write to Box 1776 Grand Central Station, New York City, for the free booklet, The Future of America. Well, thanks for the coffee, folks. I gotta get going. Sorry we can't do business with a telegram, but... Oh, dear, this is awful. That wire might be anything. What if it's from Aunt Sarah, McGee? That's my wife's wealthy aunt, bud. That wire might have a money order in it. Hey, I tell you what. We'll open it up, and if it's from Aunt Sarah with money in it, I'll cut you in for 10%. What do you say? Same answer. 381, and it's cash on the barrelhead. Uh, hey, speaking of barrelheads, ain't that Doc Gamble coming up the walk? Well, if it isn't our old friend, Dr. Gamble. Do come in, doctor. I don't mind if I do, small change. Hi, Molly. Hello, doctor. Speaking of small change... I'll handle this, kiddo. Doctor, this young man is in need of a minor operation. Hey, now, just a Needs minute. Needs a telegram removed from his hot little hand. Well, you should be able to do that as easily as I can. No, nope. it takes a deft and skillful touch. Which McGee is about to put on you, Doctor. Put what on me? The touch, Doctor, oh. old man. I need the small sum of 35 cents to finish paying for this collect telegram that if we don't find out who it's from, about what, pretty quick we'll bust. Well, that's a fairly simple matter. Here, son, take it out of this. A $20 bill? Ooh. Oh, Doc, leave us be realistic. 
If I could change that kind of mazuma, would I be toting telegrams? Oh, dear, don't you have anything smaller, Doctor? Ah, not another cent on me. Left my wallet at the office, but luckily I found a patient in distress at the Elks Club and managed to extract this 20 from him. Hmm, must have been plenty distressed for that kind of dough. He was speechless. Oh? Pinky Palmer put a billiard ball in his mouth at the club on a bet. Oh, mm-hmm. my. I removed the billiard ball and also the 20, which he'd won. My goodness, that <laughs> seems a little high just for removing a billiard ball. Oh, I didn't charge for that. Pinky's owed me this 20 ever since I delivered his boy, Harry. Should have charged him interest, as a matter of fact. Harry's in the army now. <laughs> well, sorry I couldn't help you with the telegram. Go on, kids. Bye, doctor. I gotta get going, too. It's been nice, now, Just but... a second. An idea just hit me. Look, we can make up that 35 cents with thee. You see? Now, looky here. There's five pop bottles on which I paid a deposit of three cents each. One big root beer bottle. You can get a nickel for that. And a milk bottle. They always pay a penny for milk bottles. Hey, wait a minute. What am I, a junk dealer? No, just take them to the corner grocery and they'll give you the money. Is that enough, McGee? Well, let's see. Fifteen, twenty, twenty-one. Look, I feel like a jerk hauling these bottles out of here. Wait, wait, I found something else negotiable. Two two-cent stamps? This is the utter end. No, it ain't. I'm still a dime short. Wait, now, hold it. Hey, teeny. Oh, teeny. Hey, come in here a minute, will you? Hurry now. Oh, McGee, you're not going to try to borrow ten cents from that little thing. If she's got it, I'll get it. She hits me for plenty of dimes and quarters and fifty cents. Besides, that telegram's got me desperate. Might be from anybody. Might be from the shipyards changing their mind about my glue or... Hi, Mr. McGee. Hi, Mr. McGee. Come right in, sis. Hello, Teeny. I found your paper out in the driveway, so I brought it in. I'll take it, kid. Things have been a little dull around here. Hey, what you got for me, Mr. McGee? What you got? You almost holly. Don't ever raise the window and holler. Hey, Teeny, come in here. Hey, hurry, I betcha. Well, I... Oh, boy, I bet you got something wonderful. Hmm. As a matter of fact, sis, I have. I got a terrific deal for you. I got a deal where you can invest the small sum of ten cents with me and double your money overnight. Well... Goodbye, Miss McGee. So long. Hey, 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 wait a minute, sir. Now, don't brush off. You can triple your money on this deal. That's three times, Teeny, triple. Yeah, just think of that. Well, explain it to me again. Okay. All you do is give me a dime right now. That's the part I don't like. Yeah, but 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 tomorrow I give you 30 cents, cash. Oh, boy, that's a good part. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a deal. Good. Let me see now, where'd I put... Oh, here it is. Here's a dime. Swell. See you tomorrow. Don't forget now, Miss McGee. You're a witness. You'll get it, sis. Thirty cents, Teeny. You'll be rich. And for you, bud, three eighty-one. Now give me the telegram. With pleasure, Dad. Boy, has this been a day. Gosh, I can't wait to find out. Oh, who's it from, dearie? Just a second. Just a second. It's from Uncle Dennis. Oh, Uncle Dennis, bless his heart. If he's wiring for money after all the trouble we went through. No. Listen here. Dear folks, got hot tip on hot horse. Bet all you got on Swami Salami. What? In the fifth race at Tuxedo Park today. Oh, boy. Keep strictly confidential, as even horse and rider don't know they're going to win. I got tip from all the other jockeys. Your loving Uncle Dennis. For heaven's sake, if that isn't the silliest, we've been breaking our necks to raise that three eighty one for this? Say, maybe we ought to put a few bucks on the nose of this salami. But boy, we'll have to hurry. 
I was just looking at the race results right in the front page. Yeah. It says here, Tuxedo Park in the fifth race paid $37.20. Swami Salami. Oh, dead red. It's over. Even when I win, I can't win. Bibber and Molly will be right back. Hi, I'm Dinah Shore, and I'm here to tell you a little about our twice-weekly radio program on most of these NBC stations. We're on every Tuesday and Friday evening, you know, and we do our best to crowd each of our 15-minute programs with real entertainment. Believe me, it's lots of fun trading words and music with our talented music master, Frank Duvall. And we're also proud and glad to have the very popular and mellow-voiced Art Baker as a permanent member of our radio family. Every once in a while, a surprise guest drops in to see us. It may be one of your top vocal or Hollywood favorites. It may be a new voice discovery on the way to stardom. And, of course, I'll always try to sing the songs that I think you'll want to hear. Old songs, new songs, bright songs, blue songs. Hey, what do you know? I'm a poet. <laughs> but all poetry aside, why not make it a regular date to listen to our Dinah Shore show every Tuesday and Friday evening on the NBC Radio Network. We'd love to have you with us. From now on, we've got to keep enough money around the house for emergencies. Think of how much we'd have won. If. If you're going to if, think of these ifs, McGee. Hmm? If we had enough to pay for the telegram when it first arrived, and if we had enough faith in Uncle Dennis, and if we had enough money left to make a bet, and if we knew a bet-legger or book-taker or whatever he's called, then... Maybe we could have got ourselves arrested for gambling. I guess you're right. Good night. Good night, all. NBC has brought you the Fibber, McGee, and Molly program, transcribed, with Bill Thompson as the messenger boy, Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble, and Robert Easton as Les. This is John Wall, hoping you'll be back with us again Monday night when a trucker is assisted by Lendahand McGee of Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Listen to Hearing Time next on the NBC Radio Network.